ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Time Out with Tony, your host, Tony. All right, folks, episode 415. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be reviewing the shittiest season in the shittiest universe of superhero characters you can think of. We are going to be reviewing season four of Arrow. Yay! Let me tell you, I really don't want to review these shows. These no, the following next few episodes, and I'm so sorry, but that's just the way I wrote it out. Um, for the next four episodes, I'm going to be reviewing all the CW TV shows. Uh, sorry, DC TV shows, and it's primarily the ones that you know were on CW. Why? Because I made the unfortunate mistake of watching them as um, as a as a teenager. So um, here you are. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I gotta say, um, this is like by far the worst season. Like the writing is bad, the CGI is bad. This is just where it all takes it goes downhill. Um, for the Arrowverse, if I'm gonna be honest, this is just like the, like the second phase of the downhill spiral that was, um, that was Arrow, dude. Like, shit, dude. Like, it was embarrassing writing like it was just wow it was complete fucking dog shit writing dude like it's ridiculous like like you know all those tip you know all the stereotypical like formulas that you see for tv shows talking about racism and like you know fucking trying to cram like 10 different types of uh civil lessons to you down your throat yeah this is where all that formula layout came from this is just, I don't know how to explain it. At some point, you'll get it, but right now, it just sounds like I'm mumbling gibberish. Uh, before we get into today's episode, thank you guys all so much for the support. It means a lot, really, so keep up the support. Spread the word. Tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your brother, tell your sister, tell everybody. And feel free to follow us on our Instagram at timeout underscore with underscore Tony podcast. New episodes every Wednesdays and Saturdays. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's just jump into this fourth season of a shit show. <laughs> Sit back, relax, and crack open a beer soda and our water, folks. And, well, prepare to be bored because this is Arrow Season 4. If you would be interested in listening to our previous episodes where we've reviewed Arrow, please feel free to, you know, take a look at our other episodes. Season 1, episode 15, I think that's where we reviewed the first season of Arrow. Season 2, episode 9, that's where we reviewed the epi- uh, season 2 of Arrow. And then season 3, episode uh, 36, 46, I don't know. It was 40-something. And um, that's when we reviewed uh, Arrow Season 3. So here we are today. Season 4, Episode 15. Arrow Season 4. Alright, for those of you that do not know, Arrow is a superhero TV series developed by Greg Berlanti, Mark Guggenheim, and Andrew Kreisenberg based on the DC Comics character Green Arrow, a costume crime fighting creator, I mean fighter created by Mort we- uh, Weisinger and George Pepp. It's the first series of the Arrowverse sharing continuity with other related television series. 
first premiering in the U.S. on October 10th, 2012. It ran for eight seasons until January 28th, 2020. Primarily filmed in Vancouver, British Columbia, Arrow followers, sorry, follows billionaire playboy Oliver Queen, who claimed to have spent five years shipwrecked on Lian Yu, a mysterious island in the North China Sea, before returning home to Starling City, later renamed Star City. To fight crime and corruption as a secret vigilante whose weapon of choice is a bow and arrow. Throughout the series, Oliver is joined by others, among them former U.S. soldier Don John Diggle, whose main purpose is to remind you he was in the army. IT expert and skilled hacker slash future wife Felicity Smoke, former assassin and ex Sarah Lands, aspiring vigilante slash street orphan Roy Harper. Spoiled brat slash Oliver's sister Thea and attorney turned vigilante slash ex and sister of his ex Laurel Lance. I know it's, it's, it's really awkward. During the first five seasons of this show, characters from Oliver's past appear in a separate story arc based on Oliver's flashbacks. Starting with the seventh season, a series of flash forwards focusing on Oliver's children, William and Mia explored how events would affect their future and the Green Arrow's legacy. Right, cool, 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 star. Okay. Right. Um, I'm a bit, of, I'm gonna give a quick recap as to the previous three seasons because, you know, in case you don't want to listen to that shit. So, as I said before, the series follows millionaire playboy Oliver Queen, who spent five years shipwrecked on a mysterious island known as the U. And he returns home to Starling City. Well, how? To do what? Well, to kick ass as a vigilante, bro. Like, he returns and is reunited with his friends, Tommy and Laurel. By night, he acts as a vigilante and he hunts down Lowe's listed in a notebook given to him by his father with the assistance of former U.S. Army soldier John Diggle and IT and skilled hacker Felicity Smoke. A conspiracy known as The Undertaking, led by Malcolm Merlin, Tommy's dad threatens the city, and in the end, well, it, it kind of goes through and Tommy dies. The second season follows after the death of Tommy, Oliver vows to no longer kill. Operating a new under a new alias, The Arrow, he is tested when the city comes under attack from Slade, a foe of his that he encountered on the island. He balances to struggle his vigilante activities alongside his role as the CEO of Queen Consolidated. The season receives a return of Sarah Lance, now known as the Canary, as well as the introduction of government agency Argus and its leader Amanda Waller. Now, as you can obviously see, Sarah was thought to be killed in the boat crash, but as you can obviously see, she's not dead. Because why not? Throughout the series, again, as I said, we get flashbacks to the time Oliver was on the island or was supposedly on the island. Um, and whatnot, like, uh, the first season, it just shows how he became a killer, you know, and how he first befriended Slade. The second season just kind of shows how his feud with Slade began. And in the third season of the flashbacks, it sees Oliver escape Lee and Yu only to be forced to be worked, only to be forced to work with Waller in Hong Kong, attempting to stop the release of a lethal pathogen. And the third season follows the death of Sarah and the loss of his family's company to Ray Palmer. Oliver refuses to believe that he can lead a normal life whilst continuing as the Arrow, and he, could come, and he becomes embroiled in a conflict with Ray Shao Ghul, leader of the League of Assassins, in order to protect his sister. Felicity becomes vice president of the now-renamed Palmer Technologies, and Laurel sets out to follow in Sarah's footsteps, assuming the mantle of Black Canary. The season's flashbacks... Sorry, I already read that part, sorry. <clears throat> 
That was my bad. Horrible writing. All right, cool, 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 cool. Now that we have met... All right, sorry, got in a quick recap. Let's take a look at our characters. Let's meet our characters. So first things... Ah, wow, that's loud. Ouch. Okay, Um. well, my battery is dying. I gotta reconnect. I don't want it to die because... There have been situations in the past before where I'm in the middle of recording and I'll be in the middle of this really huge sentence and like all of a sudden like I hear the mic cut off and I get really mad like mad like you know this shit was crazy anyways um so where was I oh right so our characters let's meet our characters folks so First things first, rest in peace, Uncle Phil. I mean, first things first, you got Oliver Queen, a.k.a. The Arrow, or as they start calling him in this season, The Green Arrow. As I said before, you know, billionaire playboy comes back after being stranded on the island for five years, and all of a sudden, he's, um, he's, 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 he's he comes back a not-spoiled not spoiled brat. Now, uh, his story throughout the season is just downright really fucking stupid. And, like, I'm really glad they made him, you know, funny and whatnot. But it's like with the Marvel movies all over again, bro. Like, they can't just depend on comedy and fucking... And I'm going off. Anyways, another character, Laura Lance, a.k.a. the Black Canary. Laurel's journey throughout the season, or, sorry, yeah. Laurel's and the ex of Oliver and her journey throughout the season is a bit, um, mm, I wouldn't call it fatal. Hurtful. Next up, John Diggle, aka the Spartan. He's Oliver Queen's token black friend. Uh, this season, we, we see him have conflicts with what was thought to be his dead brother. Next up, Thea Queen, aka Spe Speedy. Throttle first three seasons we just kind of saw her as a spoiled brat but at this season she now knows in this season she finally knows all of her secrets she knows the ways of vigilante and she chooses to fight next up felicity smoke aka overwatch at this point in the show i think they're still dating but you know their relationship gets very very turbulent ho 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 you had no idea Next up, you got you got you got Malcolm Merlin, aka the Dark Archer. You know the big bad throughout the whole series. He's just kind of like there. He's not as big as he used to be, but he is Rachel Ghoul. Next up, Quentin Lance, Laurel Lance's father, and a really <clears throat> decent detective with a bit of a attitude problem, if 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 I may, if I may say so myself. Uh, other recurring characters include Lila Michaels, John Diggle's wife, Damian Dark, the big bad of the season, Barry Allen, aka The Flash, I don't need to explain that, Bonnie Machen, aka Anarchy, he's a bit of a, uh, he's more like the second antagonist throughout the series, I mean throughout the season, it's, um, it's, he's just there, um, Baron Ryder and Conklin, these two characters, they focus more on the flashback arc of the story, so, you know, they're just there. And next up, you got Curtis Holt. He's a black gay nerd who is overall the series headache. I he is just the most unnecess unnecessary character in the Arrowverse. Like he is so he's such a nuisance, bro. Like we there's already Felicity. Felicity's your tech person. Just leave it at that. There's no need to bring in an annoying black guy. I'm not saying it because he's black, but he's just overall annoying, bro. Like. Like, you'll know what I mean. Like, he was just... His character is just written badly. Anyways, next up, other recurring characters include John's well, uh, thought-to-be 
thought to be dead brother, Andy Diggle. Nizza Al Ghul, daughter of Ra's al Ghul, also, you know, makes a few recurrent appearances throughout the season. And last but not least, Noah Cutler, Felicity Smokes Dead. Ooh, we get a, you know, interesting little arc with those two there. Alright, cool, 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 cool. Let's just start off with the with the recap of the season. So Season four opens up um six months after the events of the end of the third season. I don't fucking know. Anyways. Diggle, Thea, and Laurel have been fighting crime in Starling City. It's, it was recently renamed Star City in honor of Ray Palmer, who apparently died in an explosion, as you obviously saw in the previous season. The city's leadership, including Quentin Lance, assembles to discuss a criminal group named the Ghosts, who have been terrorizing the city. Damien Dark, a mysterious figure revealed to be controlled, the Ghosts systematically begins assassinating the city's leaderships. However, he fails to kill Quentin. Laurel and Thea convince Oliver, who was trying to propose to Felicity Smoke at the time, to leave Ivy Town and return to help them, which Diggle reluctantly approves. As you can see, Oliver and Felicity have been traveling the world after being trapped in this, oh, I love you, I love you, too, face. You know? Um, so Oliver realizes that Felicity has been helping the team. So he's like, fuck it, whatever. I gotta go back. The team tracks the ghosts where they witness Dark using some form of mystical energy manipulation. Oliver notices the excessive aggressiveness, and working together, they stop T Dark's terrorist attack. Diggle deduces that Dark is leading Hype. And after, you know, doing a TV broadcast and taking the name of the Green Arrow, Oliver broadcasts a message to the city vowing to be a beacon of hope. While Quentin is revealed to be working with Dark under duress. In a series of flashbacks, we see all, uh, Amanda Waller find Oliver in uh, pretending to be a vigilante, but not completely, and forces him back to the island of Lee and Yu to assess a new threat. He gets captured upon arrival. Back in the present, the Queen family, Jessica Danforth, decides to run for mayor, and during her announcement, she gets attacked by Lonnie Mason, an anarchist for hire who is working for Dark. Oliver explains to his sister that her aggressiveness is the result of being in the Lazarus Pit. Diggle tells Laurel about Hive, and the team successfully stops Machin, but Thea sets him on fire in the process because what the? Sorry. <clears throat> Machin escapes police ex uh, police custody, and Laura decides to take Thea back to Nanda Parva to both find a w uh, both find a way to stop the aggression and to bring Sarah's Lance body into the pit. Oliver decides to run for mayor after Danforth backs out of the race because her daughter got kidnapped. Um, Felicity takes over for Ray at the company and tasks an employee by the name of Curtis Holt to find a way to save the financial crisis. To save the company from financial crisis. Sorry. Laurel and Thea arrive in Banana Parva and request Malcolm Merlin to use the Lazarus Pit for Sarah. At first, he refuses, tells Thea that she needs to kill someone, sorry, she needs to kill some people in a while to suppress her lust. In order to appease her, he eventually agrees to revive Sarah, and Sarah returns Firo. Nissa Al Ghul destroys the Lazarus Pit in retaliation, and Merlin has her imprisoned. Arya's operative delivers Diggle information on a hive operative by the name of Mina Fayad. Fayad meets with Dark about the growing issue with the vigilantes in Star City. She brings in a metahuman by the name of Jeremy Tell who can turn his playing card tattoos into physical projectiles. After Tell's initial failure, Dark kills Fayad for challenging him. Felicity then reveals to Curtis that she is aiding the Green Arrow, and Diggle and the Green Arrow team up to take down Tell, who refuses to talk because of fearing Dark more. 
He's imprisoned in Iron Heights, and that's all we hear about him. In a series of flashbacks, we see Oliver kill a soldier and is tasked by Walter to sorry, Waller to infiltrate the local military operation run by an officer by the name of Ryder. Ryder decides to recruit Oliver for his cause instead of killing him. And in order to impress his handler, Oliver uses his torture techniques to interrogate the prisoners that are being used to harvest heroin cocaine hybrid plants. He secretly frees a woman. Back in the present, Quentin... Wait, where was I? Alright, Quentin has the green arrow looking to the death of two police officers and the team discovers that they were killed by members of the anti-vigilante task force. Laurel brings Quentin to see Sarah who is chained up in the basement of Laurel's apartment. Felicity identifies Liza Warner as a suspect and while searching for her, Oliver discovers Quentin meeting with Dark and confronts Quentin who reveals that Dark threatened to kill Laurel. Dark advises Quentin to kill Sarah but Laurel dissuades him. Green Arrow and the team stop the corruption. Sorry, sorry, stop the corrupt police officers before Liza attempts to kill the vigilante. Sarah, sorry, Quentin convinces her to surrender, and Oliver asks Quentin to spy on Dark and announces his candidacy by giving you know one of those "I believe" speeches. Felicity opens an audio of Palmer's apparent final moments, and Laurel discovers that Sarah has escaped. Um. So, anyways, with Sarah gone, um, Sarah, you know, she, she goes out and kills women. Green Arrow discovers that she's alive, and the team realizes that Sarah's actually looking for Thea and plans to kill her. Now, here's where we get we'll hit with the, with the, with the, with the, with the motherfucking uh, flashback. Back on the island, Oliver gets Tiana, the woman he saved, to cave and convinces Officer Conklin of her death, but he discovers Oliver's Argus communication device, which is ew. Anyways, Conklin goes to Ryder with these accusations, and Ryder just misses these accusations, and instead he introduces him to a recent captive by the name of John Constantine, who escapes and forces Oliver to help him locate a mystical object on the island. Afterwards, Constantine warns Oliver to be very wary of Ryder's plans and uses the object to cast a spell on him. Uh, after they capture Sarah, Oliver calls Constantine back in the present and he helps restore Sarah's soul. Meanwhile, Dark gives Quentin a new task to install a computer virus in a security, co in a security company. Diggle goes along with it and sees the name of his brother along the list of individuals being deleted by the virus. Felicity and Curtis learn that Palmer, or sorry, Ray is actually still alive, and Diggle learns that his brother was killed because, well, he was pushing drugs. Pushing beat. I'm pushing beat. Pushing beat. Anyways. <clears throat> As Oliver works on his campaign, Felicity continues to search for Ray with the help of Curtis. Ray is able to send another message, letting Felicity know that he actually survived the explosion because of his suit, and it successfully shack him down to a small size, and he's being held prisoner where he finds the schematics to build a device that will return it to his normal size. In another message, Felicity discovers that Dark is the one that's imprisoning him. Hoping to get the technology from his suit, the team tracks Dark to his hideout, and with the, and with the device created by Curtis, they successfully save and restore Ray to normal size. Thea starts dating Alex Davis, Oliver's campaign manager, and Quentin starts dating Felicity's mom, Donna Smoke. Yeah, that's that's very interesting story arc. It's so fucking annoying, dude. Like, it gives me such a fuck it. That's what made season four just so fucking dog shit. Like, anyways, <clears throat> Dark tests a power source made from race technology on a mystical board. Meanwhile, Sarah struggles with the bloodlust and decides to leave Star City in order to gain control. And this is where they put her in Legends of Tomorrow. 
Anyways, uh, Ray refuses to return to Palmer Tech. Hive destroys money that was meant for the city bank, and John gives Oliver information that Hive murdered his brother Andy because he was a criminal rival. Dark tells Quentin about his knowledge of Quentin's betrayal. The team heads to a lab where they are attacked by Dark's group, and John discovers that Andy is still alive. Bum bum bum, and he is working for Hive. Hive, sorry, John refuses to see Andy as anything more than a traitor, unworthy of saving. The team finds out that Dark uses pills to control his operatives' minds, which could have been administered to Andy. They locate him and the rest of Hive, successfully extract Andy with the help of Ray. Uh, with the help of Ray and John, they confront Andy with documents, which Andy confirms. After an encounter with Dark, Thea learns that his powers may help her cure may sorry may help cure her bloodlust permanently after Dark's failure to drain her life force. Because, um, uh, yeah, 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 because, yeah. In a series of flashbacks, Ryder sends Oliver on, on a search for another ancient ruin that is supposed to yield a gift for Ryder. Conklin has a worker turn on Oliver, whom Oliver kills in self-defense because I'm afraid for my life, giving Conklin the opportunity to have Ryder punish Oliver. Conklin reveals that the worker Oliver killed was Vlad, Tyana's brother. Oliver diverts the accusation, arguing that Conklin had uh, Vlad, sorry, set Vlad up to kill him. Ryder finds the truth by using a mystical object and has Oliver whip Conklin as punishment. Oliver later convinces Tyana to help him find a map, and he's like, "I'm so guilty of doing this." And uh, guilt, oh guilty. Crossed over time, yeah, bitch. This is where we where we go to the Flash. So uh, this is actually a crossover that they have with uh the flash and at the at this moment in time they are in their second season so you know let's take a look at this crossover so the crossover starts off with a villain by the name of vandal savage who arrives in central city and arrives there to kill kendra girlfriend of cisco ramon friend of barry allen anyways um after the near assassination attempt, Barry heads to star city and enlists the help of oliver and his team to help protect her the team is visited by Malcolm Merlin, who informs him that Savage is an immortal. Kidnapped by the Hawkman, Kendra... It turns out he's a fucking Hawkman. Barry and Oliver rescue her and capture the Hawkman, who introduces himself as Carter Hall. He tells them that, he tells them that him and Kendra are soulmates who have, been con who have been connected for millennia. The pair are destined to die, be reborn, and find each other in each lifetime. Carter also reveals that Savage has killed the Parrow several times, each time growing even more stronger than before. Savage acquires the Staff of Horus, a deadly weapon, and Kendra unlocks her abilities and the team decides to regroup in Central City, where Oliver witnesses Samantha Clayton with uh, what seems to be a boy. Now, if you guys obviously see what is this history with the Samantha Clayton woman. Well, the Samantha Clayton woman gave Oliver a bit of a pregnancy scare back in his college days. But as you can obviously see, she kind of lied to him because Oliver's mom was like, I'll give you a million dollars if you get the fuck away from him. And they're like, okay, yeah, sure. But she never took the money and she just disappeared to raise a child on his own. Um, anyways. <clears throat> uh, where was I? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Um, Malcolm sets up a meeting with Vandal, Barry, and Oliver, and Savage demands that they turn over Kendra and Carter, or he will destroy both Central and Star City with the Staff of Horus. 
Together, they devised a plan to deliver, to deliver the pair as a ruse to get close enough to destroy the staff. The plan fails, Kendra and Carter are killed, and Savage uses the staff to destroy everyone else in the city. <clears throat> Pardon me. Barry, however, escapes and runs fast enough uh, to go back in time to the point of the original negotiation. Barry informs Oliver of his time travel and the mistakes that led to their defeat. They change their approach to the plan and Barry is able to steal the staff. Him and Oliver use it on Savage and burn his body because... <laughs> Afterward, Kendra and Carter decide to use their powers to help others in another city. Cisco gives her a tracking device and that's kind of the end of that arc. Oliver learns about his son, William, and accepts Samantha Clayton's William's mother condition not to tell William or anyone else about the paternity in order to be able to see William. Malcolm, at the end of the episode, collects Savage's ashes while whispering, you owe me, buddy. And these two episodes actually went on to set up the spin-off series, Legends of Tomorrow, which will be reviewed, I think, two or three episodes from now. Anyways, back to our season. Oliver's campaign starts an initiative to clean up the Star City Bay. Dark sends drones to the bay and begins shooting at the citizens, injuring several and whatnot. And in response, Oliver reveals to Dark to the media that he is the leader of Hive and the Ghosts. In retaliation, Dark crashes Oliver's campaign party, uh, sorry, holiday campaign party, and he kidnaps John, Felicity, and Thea. Oliver makes contact and agrees to exchange himself for them. Dark then tricks Oliver and attempts to kill them all in front of him. Malcolm, dressed as the Green Arrow, and Laurel arrive to rescue everyone. And afterward, Oliver proposes to Felicity, who accepts. As they leave this, the, 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 the place, uh, Dark's men shoot up Oliver's limo and hit Felicity while Dark reunites with his wife and daughter. Meanwhile, Hive's plan, entitled Genesis, is revealed to include mass growing of corn in a large field. Hmm, dun, dun, dun. Felicity goes mo under, uh, under multiple surgeries and Oliver and the team continue to search for Dark. Oliver turns to Quinton for information on Dark's location while John interrogates his brother Andy. Together, they track Dark's location but only find several dead ghost soldiers and an anarchy symbol inside, deducing that Lonnie Machin is back and is out for revenge against Dark. Machin gets caught and Oliver interrogates him before freeing him to go after Dark, tracking him in the process. Andrew reveals Dark's house where Machin goes as well. The team arrives, saves Dark's family, but Machin escapes. Dark grants Oliver time to spend with his own family before Dark can kill him. Felicity is left paralyzed from being shot and John regains his relationship with Andy. Dark's wife, Ray Adams, is revealed to be his accomplice and Hive's plan is revealed to be destroying the world and rebuilding it. Because, um, it's, I don't know, that's what every bad guy wants. Felicity returns home from the hospital trying to figure out her place on the team now that she is a paraplegic. An Arya's agent seeks out John and Lila Michaels for assistance but is kidnapped before he can tell the pair anything. They go to Waller, who secretly gives her a portable hard drive and reveals that the operative was taken by an organization known as Shadowspire. Uh, John recognizes the name and recounts the first meeting, uh, sorry, first meeting the war profiteering group in Afghanistan. With Andy's help, the team tracks Shadowspire and Oliver pressures Felicity for help, who has started having hallucinations of her hacker past self. Shadowspire infiltrates Argus, looking for access codes to, to a project known as Rubicon, killing Waller when she refused to do so. Oliver and the team, with the help of Felicity, enter Argus and stop Shadowspire. In the series of 
uh, flashbacks, we see Oliver return to the Amazo ship and acquire maps. However, Conklin finds Tyana alive and he confronts Oliver about it. Uh, he presents proof to Ryder and allows Conklin to whip the shit out of Oliver as punishment until Ryder notices a, uh, a spell on Oliver's abdomen. In exchange for Tyana's safety, Oliver agrees to help uh, Ryder. Ryder is revealed to be the leader of Shadowspire because, aha, yes. Anyways, back to in the present. Um, where was I? Hmm. Uh, I, I, have the, I have the flashbacks and on one document and then the recap itself on another because the way I did it was um I just recapped whatever I saw in the show first and then the flashbacks afterwards because I um I mean I I'd be forgetting about flashbacks, honestly. They're really annoying, but mm, you gotta have them. Where was I? Mm -hmm. He agrees to help Ryder, and Ryder, no wait, yeah, and Ryder is revealed to be leader of the Shadow Spire. Back in the present, the team goes after a burglar. Oliver and Thea manage to corner him, and he escapes. However, when Thea loses consciousness, Malcolm reveals to Oliver that since she has not taken a life, the bloodlust is killing her. As it turns out, the burglar is none other than Roy Harper. They free Roy from the control of a man that goes by the name of Calculator. Felicity tracks the Calculator through the web, who reveals. Uh, who reveals his intentions to shut down the entire city, killing everyone in the process because, uh, I don't know, somehow, somehow, somehow. <clears throat> I mean, overload the electricity, you know, you got sparks flying everywhere. I can see why. Anyways, um, Nissa escapes her cell, Nanda Parbat visits Tatsuyamashiro and convinces her to give her the Lotus, a cure for Thea's bloodlust. She demands Oliver to kill Malcolm in exchange for the Lotus. Oliver refuses Nissa's offer and instead manages to convince Malcolm to relinquish control of the League to Nissa in exchange for the Lotus. At the exchange, Malcolm double-crosses Nissa and a war starts between the two assassin factions in Star City. Oliver convinces Malcolm to challenge Nissa to a duel, and Oliver uses ancient rules to trade places with Nissa as her husband. Oliver defeats Malcolm, but instead of killing him, he severs a hand wearing the demon's head and exchanges the ring for the Lotus. Nissa disbands the League and destroys the ring. Malcolm informs Dark about Oliver's son, and meanwhile, Noah reveals to Felicity that he is the calculator claiming to have changed into a good person. She finds out that he is lying and turns him over to the police. Because, <laughs> Malcolm joins Dark, Rouvay, and other leaders of Hive, and it is revealed that they are moving on to the phase 5 of their plan. Dark sends a group of missionaries known as the Demolition Team to take out Quentin, whom Laurel saves. With Curtis's help, Felicity realizes that the demolition team is planning to destroy the building of the mayoral debate between Oliver and Rouvet, leaving her alive as a sympathetic survivor. Oliver and his team stop the mercenaries in time for Oliver to win the debate, like for, for some reason, even though they don't show none of the political talk because, aha, uh -huh, writing. Um, <clears throat> um, <laughs> because writing. Where was I? Alright, Oliver and Felicity become engaged and Curtis gives her a device that may be able to cure her paralysis. Dark kidnaps William because he's evil and Thea finds out about William and supports Oliver's decision to hide uh, to hide it from Felicity. Quentin tells Donna about his previous involvement with Dark and she's like, well, whatever, bro. Like, bro, he was threatening your daughter. What the fuck was... Like, 
fuck was you supposed to do, cuz? Anyways, I'm, I'm getting way too off. <clears throat> my, my, my throat's getting all itchy. <coughs> what was that? Um, b -b -b right, so in a series of flashbacks, we see, we see, we see, we see, after we see Ryder be revealed as leader of the Shadow Spire, he tortures Oliver for information on the maps he acquired, and he has a mystical meeting with a soul, a shadow, who gives him a special stone. He reveals to Tiana that he killed her brother. She reconciles with him. Oh, sorry, I messed up. Um, um, Tiana takes the stone from Oliver, gives it to Ryder, and demands her freedom, which Ryder then refuses to do and tasks her to help Oliver recover. She reconciles with him and a writer informs Oliver that the stone led to the location of what he seeks and they are going to dig. Um, in order to gain approval from the prisoners, Oliver kills Conklin who reveals that Ryder plans to kill all the prisoners after he finds their ultimate power because, well, I mean, I, I thought it was kind of obvious, you know, I mean, it's an evil dude. Anyways, back in the present, Oliver demands, sorry, Derek, Dark demands that Oliver withdraws from the mayoral race in exchange for William. Oliver reveals the truth about William to the rest of the team while revealing his alter ego to Samantha. He asks a Detroit-based vigilante by the name of Mari Macabre for help. And uh, as her powers are derived from magic, Mari tracks William's location, but they fail to rescue him. Oliver withdraws from the race while the team discovers the root of Dark's powers and sets a plan to destroy his mystical idol. The plan works and Dark is left powerless and is arrested while William is saved. They also discover that Malcolm was the one who kidnapped William. Later, Oliver sends uh, a William and his mother away for their safety, planning to reveal the truth to William when he is 18. Felicity breaks up with Oliver while she recovers her ability to walk. It's crazy, bro, because she's like, she's standing in her, she's sitting in her wheelchair right next to Oliver. She's like, I'm breaking up with you. I can't do this shit no more. And like, I don't know where her leg moves and she just gets up and fucking walks out. And it's like, ah, right, ah, but we, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was stupid. Um, anyways, Carrie Cutter returns to Star City and begins targeting high profile couples while the team works to track her and her whereabouts and prevent any more killings. Laurel works on Dark's prosecution. After several failed attempts to find a suitable witness, Quentin testifies to his involvement. The team discovers that Carrie is targeting couples that have been recently married. In order to draw her out, Oliver convinces Felicity to stage a secret wedding with him to set themselves up as targets. How ironic after they broke up. Um, anyways, Dark's bail is denied and he is remanded into custody. The plan works. Sorry. Yeah, the plan works. And Carrie attacks Oliver at their ceremony and Felicity extracts her long enough for, Dia, for Diggle and Thea to... I apprehend her. Quentin is suspended pending in a police investigation. And while Felicity quits, sorry, and Felicity quits the team for good because why not? While in custody, Dark is shown wearing a mystical ring that he carried inside secretly. Oh no, what are you going to do? What are you going to do with that? We'll go do that. Anyways, uh, episode 17, Soul. Uh, Brie Larvin, one of the big bads from, or a big bad that was, not big bad, but um, villain of the week villain. I, I messed that up. I messed that up. <laughs> um, Brie Larvin, villain of the week from season one of The Flash, orchestrates her release from prison and travels to Star City in search of the biomechanical chip that helped Felicity walk. Brie attacks Palmer Tech, holding the board hostage until Felicity can turn herself over. Curtis tracks down Oliver's hideout and discovers his secret in the process. 
so that he can offer his help to the team and save Felicity, Donna, and Thea. Oliver gets stung by one of the bees and, sorry, robotic bees, and Curtis realizes that the sting actually implanted a bee within Oliver and is replicating itself. Laurel uses her canary cry to save Oliver, and Felicity is able to evacuate the board members, while Bree reveals that she is after the chip because she has a tumor that will leave her paralyzed. Curtis develops a virus to shut down the bees and uses them to stop Bree. Meanwhile, Malcolm visits Dark and informs him that Hive is proceeding with Genesis without him, who later gains the loyalty of Michael Amar. Andy's revealed to still be in allegiance with Dark, which <coughs> is going to make for a really great um, scene later on. Anyways, uh, in a series of flashbacks, we see... Um, what was I? series of flashbacks we see that in order to gain approval of the prisoners oliver kills conklin who reveals that Ryder plans to kill all the prisoners after he finds his ultimate power um passage is discovered and Ryder's ultimate power i messed that up sorry uh passage is discovered that leads to Ryder's ultimate power and the spell on oliver's stomach allows him to pass unarmed sorry unharmed uh, where was I? Oliver leads Ryder to the mystical idol, but he steals it and runs off into the tunnels with Tiana. The pair incapacitate two more mercenaries and acquire their guns because it's a Call of Duty mission. Um, in another series of flashbacks, we see Oliver engage Ryder, whose powers from the idol dwindle, and Ryder escapes into the tunnels to recover it. Oliver and Tiana decide to save the prisoners instead. It's funny because like they're escaping in the season finale, and Ryder just looks up. He just, he just, he squeezes his hand into a fist and the fucking plane blows up. Or is that the boys? I don't know, but it's crazy. Anyways, um, they decide to save the prisoners to stay out of. Uh, back in the present, Andy tells John that he was approached by Malcolm about a plan to break Dark out of prison. Oliver and John foil High's plan, but it turns out to be a ruse designed to let Malcolm and his loyal assassins invade the bunker and let Dark steal the idol. Malcolm delivers the idol to Dark, who finds out that it is incomplete. John reveals to Andy that he personally hid the missing piece in another location, and Oliver becomes suspicious of Andy. Dark and Amar orchestrate a prison riot, and the team sets out to stop with Andy joining them. However, when the team reaches Dark, Andy turns on them and gives Dark the missing piece of the idol. With his powers restored, Dark subdues the team and stabs Laurel before escaping with Malcolm, the army, sorry, Andy, and tens of other inmates. Laurel dies in the hospital as a result. In a series of flashbacks, we see Oliver and Tiana help the prisoners escape and set off a bomb to bury Ryder in the tunnels. Ryder kills his two accompanying mercenaries in order to survive by the idol. Anyways, back in the present, as the team, including, re including the rejoined Felicity, mourn Laurel's death, they try to determine their next move against Dark. Again, another woman posing as a black canary appears in Star City, and it turns out to be Evelyn Sharp daughter of Hive prisoners who were left behind after Oliver saved his team when they were previously kidnapped by Dark. John, angry and being betrayed by Andy, goes after Rouvay Dark, the new mayor. Oliver, however, intervenes and she issues arrest warrants for all vigilantes. Sharp goes after Rouvay publicly, but the Green Arrow is able to dissuade him, dissuade her for, from killing Rouvay. Meanwhile, Quentin starts looking for ways to revive Laurel, but Oliver managed to dissuade him, telling him she's dead, man, you gotta get over with. At Laurel's funeral, uh, Oliver reveals that she was a black canary and in order to preserve her image with the city. 
Like he's like, Laura Lash, she was a black canary, and people at the funeral start losing their shit. They're like, Oliver found vows, sorry, a way to defeat and kill Dark. And in a series of flashbacks, we actually flash back to the time, uh, to a time period after the events of season one, where we see Oliver and Laurel come to terms with Tommy's death. In the end, Oliver leaves Laurel to cope on her own, and he returns back to Leah and you. Back in the present, Dark returns to Hive and kills two of uh, two of the board members before renewing his plans for Genesis. Oliver and Felicity go to Hub City and meet an immortal shaman by the name of Esrin Fortuna, who starts educating Oliver about dark magic. After a mystical ritual, Fortuna tells Oliver that the darkness inside him is too strong to channel the light. Back in Star City, John locates Andy, but is captured after a brief shootout. Andy places a tracking device on him and then allows John to escape so that Dark and his team can go after John and Lila steal Rubicon. This key to the world's nuclear weapons because everybody just finds the need to put it in one key. In just one key. Whose idea was it? Jesus Christ. Anyways, um, Oliver manages to stop uh, Dark by channeling, channeling sorry, the power of light. Powerful, you know, <laughs> fucking nullifying Dark's power and forcing him to retreat. John kills Andy because, ouch. Meanwhile, Thea and Alex, who is working for Ravena, go to an unknown city for vacation. She soon realizes that the city is actually an atypical. The city is atypical and finds out that Alex is using Dark's mind control pills. She is subdued by Dark's operatives, and the city is revealed to be under Star City. The team realizes that Dark plans to detonate nuclear weapons and build a whole new world over the ashes. Dark begins taking control of the world's nuclear missiles and the team seeks out Noah to help disable Rubicon. Dark sends Danny Brickwell and Amar to find and kill Noah. However, Oliver and his team are able to rescue him. Noah agrees, but it requires a high-power processor from Palmer Tech. Felicity learns that she has been fired as a CEO and is unable to get the processor, forcing the team to break in and steal it. Hive locates the team when Noah hacks into Rubicon. As Hive attacks, Felicity and Noah shut down Rubicon and stop all the missiles but one, which launches and heads to Monument Point. Felicity only manages to redirect it to Haven Rock, reducing the casualties to 10,000. So he was going to be millions, but it went to thousands. Oliver and Diggle find Dark in Star City, in Star City Nexus Chamber, gathering more and more power from all deaths caused by the explosion. Meanwhile, in the underground city, Malcolm tells Thea to, it is designed to protect Dark and his chosen people from nuclear apocalypse. Machen attacks the city and kills Alex. Dark's power has grown exponentially, and he attempts to reactivate Rubicon with the help of Felicity's former boyfriend, Cooper Selden, and launch the remaining missiles. However, Noah, Felicity, and Curtis successfully shut down Rubicon for good. Meanwhile, Oliver and Diggle discover the underground and track Thea's whereabouts. <laughs> Pardon me. Malcolm uses a mind-controlling drug on her, which makes her turn on Oliver. Oliver, however, manages to talk her back into reality by using the power of hope. Just then, Machen takes over Hive's command center and threatens to destroy Dark's town. Oliver, Diggle, and Thea intercede, but the main power source gets ruptured and the whole place explodes, destroying the city. The town is evacuated, Machen escapes, but not before killing Rouvet. Donna convinces Noah to leave and never come back, because yes. 
Uh, Dyke decides to use Rubicon to destroy the whole Earth and shows up at Oliver's home, where Felicity, Donna, and Curtis are. For some reason. Um, anyways, in a series of flashbacks, we see... Um, we see Ryder escape the cave-in. However, Oliver and Tyana steal the idol back, and the idol begins to affect Tyana. Ooh, the idol begins to slowly corrupt her, feeding her more and more power from each soldier and her and Oliver kill. She, Oliver takes the idol and tries to talk to her down. However, Ryder, Ryder arrives and confronts the both of them. Oliver and Tyana manage to kill him, and she convinces him to kill her which she is when she is unable to escape the darkness with him. Oliver radios Waller to rescue the rest of the prisoners and keep the idol safe. And in the end, he intends to go to Russia to meet Tyana's family as she promised and tell her what became of her. Because, you know, they were like, yo, in case one of us dies, can you tell the other what happened? Like, be like, hey, oh, so like your son kind of died over, you know, like, you mind? Please, please, please. And that's what kind of happened. Anyways, um, in the season finale... Dark steals the laptop, keeping him locked out of Rubicon and launches over 15,000 nuclear missiles, giving the team two hours to prevent worldwide annihilation. With Star City rioting for some reason, Oliver decides to give a Power of Hope speech and inspires everyone to stay strong, while Felicity and Curtis divert the missiles aimed at Star City. Oliver goes after Dark while Felicity, Merlin, and Thea track down Rubicon. Felicity convinces Cooper, her ex-boyfriend, to stop helping Dark at the cost of his life. Curtis devises a means to stop the missiles, and Oliver is able to nullify Dark's power with the hope he inspired throughout the city. The citizens of Star City take on Dark's remaining men, and Oliver duels and kills Dark. In the end, Thea, Diggle, and Lance, who gets fired from Star City Police Department, leave Star City for the new lives. And the city council appoints Oliver as the interim mayor. And that, my friends, is Arrow Season 4. Wow. That's, I know. It's really bad. Alright, folks. On a scale of 1 to 10, I've got to give Arrow Season 4 a... It, it comes it comes as no surprise that I'm gonna give this shit like what's the lowest I could go? Um negative four. A negative four out of positive ten. I'm joking. Um a three out of ten and it, it's 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 well it's easy. First and foremost, the reason why I have to give it such a low fucking score would be the First off, started off the writing. It is so garbage. Garbage, garbage, garbage. So many plot holes, so many fucking twi unnecessary twists, unnecessary deaths, unnecessary tropes, unnecessary lines. It's just so unnecessary. It's like, it's like they need, it's, it's a filler, basically, bro. All they did was just use a filler, dude. They had, I remember, I remember um, hearing the San Diego Comic-Con, uh, uh, looking at them in San Diego Comic-Con 2015. They were all like, oh yeah, there's gonna be so many changes in the season. And I remember thinking, wow, dude, this shit just might be the redemption season after that whole shit show with the third season. Whoops, looks like I was wrong. It just got worse and worse and worse. I will admit the fact that they tried to make Oliver more comic book accurate by, oh gee, I don't know, actually giving him the name Green Arrow really fucking helped in uh, making this the worst season of all time. 
Well, actually, it is the worst. This is the worst season of the whole series. Of all eight seasons, this is the worst. The lowest of the low. Like, I skipped. I skipped. I want to skip it so bad, but I'm like, no, because I have to put up with it. If not, season five is just going to be very annoying, and it's going to be like, ah, you didn't watch it, you know? It's going to be bothering you. But, you know, it's it's if, if I could, I would just erase this season from the history of existence because it's just so, so bad. The character writing, it's so bad. The character development throughout the season is just completely dog shit. It's like they were written just to be written. You know, it's they, they were written because they had to do something. You know, it's not like, oh, they chose to do this action because it's actually something that their character would do or, you know, it's something that would actually happen, you know, but no, in this, in this season, it's just completely out of fucking, it's like they forgot whatever, what the, it's like they forgot what the character was used to, you know, like, I mean, it's good to change it up a bit, you know, especially when a character develops a problem or, you know, goes through something personally i get it but here it was just like they had complete no no sense of regard in terms of like what they went through in the previous seasons you know what i'm saying and it was just so bad the plot direction even damien dark as a big bad is just so it's so hilarious you know at the beginning of the season, they were grounded. They were chasing normal vigilant. They were sorry, chasing normal criminals, street thugs, you know, taking down gangs, millionaires, the corrupt. You name it. It was grounded. They did it. And flash forward to season four, dude. There's too many people on the team. There's way too many comedic relief characters. There's um. There's way too many villains that just don't know how to shut the fuck up and just kill at all. Like, they're using magic this season, bro. They chose magic. This isn't Arrow anymore, dude. This is like fucking Harry Potter at this point. Like, it's it's so... It just, like... Okay, look at it this way the first season the show was on like a straight track season two it's like a bit of a curve but you know what kind of train track does it season three it was like it was like this shit had a sharp turn and it was like what the fuck was that bro like i really don't appreciate it please don't do that and season four is where it just goes off the fucking rails and takes down a whole entire school bus of children with it that's that's what season four is that's that's kind of like that's the whole summarization of this of the show at this point dude like it's so bad the writing is bad the acting gets bad the direction it's bad however the only reason that the only reason that this show that the season hasn't gotten a complete zero out of zero out of ten would be overall the design, the costumes, the suits just are so great. Especially the Green Arrow suit, the sleeveless uniform. It's so very very reminiscent to that of the comic book counterpart, and I I love that. I love that. Um. The suit for Speedy, Diggle's costume, Laurel's suit, all those suits, they, I really love the design. 
And if there's one thing that these guys got right throughout their tenure, the CWTV has gotten right, would be the creation of their suits. They've, they've always come out so decent, so amazing. And it's not like it's something to die for, but at the same time, it's not like something you see um, at a fucking, at a, at, a ho- at a party city, you know? It's, it's a decent, you know, it's a good costume. It's a good uniform. And that's just what, that's, that's literally the only thing that stops me from giving it such a horrible score. That and the reason, and the fact that they chose to um, bring in a few more comic book elements. Like, again, you uh, taking on the name Green Arrow and um, using, uh, making Oliver a bit more uh, lighthearted as like his comic book counterpart. You know what I'm saying? But overall, this season is just really bad if when you're if you're watching if you by some weird um by some weird convenience if you find yourself watching arrow please do so and skipping the fourth season you can watch a recap video watch listen to this uh just yeah it's not really worth wasting your time and watching all those 23 episodes it's just you gotta skip it and move on to the fifth season um and yeah it's it's bad it's just bad and i i highly don't recommend unless you just want to be bored to death and fall asleep on your couch this is the one if you find yourself um finding yourself you know not being able to sleep at night this is this is the this is the season to watch the whole season over and over again. This is the one. Um, yeah, no. Let me know what you guys think by messaging us on um, by messaging us messaging us on Instagram at timeout underscore with underscore Tony podcast. Anyways, let's take a look at behind the scenes. So in January of 2015, CW president Mark Petowitz announced Arrow's renewal for a fourth season. At the time, the show was in the middle of its third season, so you could tell it was a good thing. Um, now, the season introduces a lot of ma- two major changes. Starling City has been renamed Star City, and as I said before, Oliver finally takes the moniker, uh, takes the moniker on of Green Arrow. The season also sees many of the characters taking on vigilante code names like Diggle, Spartan, Thea, Speedy, and Felicity goes by the name of Overwatch, much like her comic book counterpart, even though her comic book counterpart doesn't really interact with Oliver Queen, I think. I don't even know. Anyways, um, in May of 2015, actor Stephen Amell revealed that he had discussions with DC Entertainment to portray Oliver Queen on Constantine because its title character, John Constantine, is an expert on the Lazarus Pit, a concept that is used on Arrow. In August of 2015, it was confirmed that Constantine star Matt Ryan would appear in the fourth season of Arrow, the episode Haunted, per a one-time-only deal that would involve his character being brought in to deal with the fallout of the resurrection of Sarah Lance via Rachel Gould's Lazarus Pit. As Arrow and Constantine were both produced by Warner Bros. TV, the producers of TV of sorry of Arrow were able to get 
Ryan's original outfits. John Badman, who was a director on Constantine, directed the episode, and while filming the episode, series creator Mark Guggenheim stated that it felt like the production team was doing a Constantine Arrow crossover, and it was so exciting. We were just really glad we got the chance to extend Mark, uh, Matt Ryan's run as Constantine by at least one more hour of television. I think you'll see he fits very neatly into our universe. It never feels forced, it feels right." End quote. Um, this actually wasn't the one-time deal. Obviously, Constantine would eventually become a series regular in, others, uh, in the Arrowverse, uh, specifically DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Season 4 included uh, the second annual crossover with the series The Flash, titled The Heroes Join Forces. It also serves up as sort of a backdoor pilot for DC's Legends of Tomorrow, a series that we'll review later on to, uh, this season. Uh, the season also saw the live-action debut of Vixen uh, with Megalyn, I'm sorry, but I don't know how to pronounce her name, reprising a role from the animated web series of uh, the same name. Um, the season premiere did, did receive positive reviews with Jesse Seijin, uh, C, 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 I don't even know how to fucking pronounce his name. Some dude from IGN gave it an 8.5, stating, quote, Arrow is showing every sign of addressing the flaws that bogged down, that was bogged down by season three, end quote. However, the response to the entire season as a whole was critical, whilst overall, Alasdair Wilkins of the AV Club considered the season finale to be a perfectly decent to a perfectly decent season, sorry, perfectly decent end to a perfectly decent season, and that season four addressed some of the weaknesses in the previous season, in particular in terms of a strong villain presence in Mio McDonald. He also noted that, quote, this season was a step in the right direction, but a proper return to past glory that still feels far, awfully far away, end quote. Um, I would say more reviews, but it's, it's just it's it's just basic like basic ones that just say, ooh, wow, arrow uh, explosions, very action-packed. Two thumbs up. Very wow. Yeah, that's. Um, it, it's so you can obviously see. No one really pays attention to this shit. Anyways, uh, yeah, that pretty much sums it up for today's episode. In terms of uh, season five, yes, there was a season five which would go on to premiere the following uh, fall. After this, it was just four more seasons, and that was the end of Arrow. Uh, but anyways, I'm getting way too off topic i just want to wrap up this episode up thank you guys all so much for listening it means a lot really so keep up the support tell your mom tell your dad tell your brothers just to tell everybody and most of all follow us on our instagram at timeout underscore with underscore tony podcast new episodes every wednesdays and saturdays thank you guys all so much for listening and we i will catch you guys next week thank you and don't drink and drive please 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 Okay, show's over. Please get out. Thank you.